Lakeisha Gunter, and you're listening to Roar, an energetic and enlightening weekly podcast that will help you achieve more. This weekly infusion of candid insights, indispensable lessons, inspiring stories, and success strategies for living your best life now will help you on your journey to making your dreams a reality. My experience as a Fortune 50 business and tech executive has led me to meet some pretty amazing people. On Roar, I share real talks with top executives, thought leaders, luminaries, authors, and entrepreneurs who are passionate about building the next generation of inspired, empowered, game-changing leaders. Are you ready to fear less and move into your dream life? Let's Roar. Welcome to Roar. I'm your host, Lakeisha Gunter. So what do I mean by Roar? The beauty of Roar is that it's both an acronym, and the acronym stands for Reflection, Opportunity, Action, and Relationships. And it's an action. We are all born with it, a hidden power inside of us. It is a fire that is often suppressed by fear. That power is your Roar, and it's waiting to be unleashed. Today, I'm excited to have one of our favorites of the Roar podcast back with us today to talk about leading through crisis, the importance of mindset, self-care, and resilience. There is no corner of the planet that has not been impacted by the rapid spread of COVID-19. While the COVID-19 pandemic has already had far-reaching socioeconomic consequences, such as disruption to society, economic damage, and loss of lives, at the same time, the experience of living in the middle of a global pandemic has taken its toll on our health, on our mental health and well-being. We find ourselves having to coexist with COVID-19, wondering if we will ever get back to a quote-unquote normal day-to-day life. When will there be light at the end of the pandemic tunnel, many of us are asking? The truth is, we are likely nowhere near the end of the tunnel, and that is creating a constant state of fear and anxiety in the hearts and minds of all of us, including children. We are 11 months into this pandemic, if you can believe that. We are physically tired and mentally exhausted. And we are tired of not being able to connect with colleagues in a physical setting, not being able to spend time with our friends and family. We're still trying to balance work and homeschooling. We're being told to cancel Thanksgiving or stay at home and and not travel this entire holiday season. Thanksgiving and Christmas without a bustling house full of family, fun and laughter and good food is just unfathomable, right? The coronavirus, seemingly unchecked, is wreaking havoc from homes to hospitals. All of these conditions are a recipe for burnout if we aren't careful. Our response to COVID-19 has to be that of running a marathon and not a sprint. We must pace ourselves through it all. As I said, my guest today, Vicki Mueller-Espinosa, career strategist at Intel and motivational speaker, is going to provide some answers to key questions that we all have such as what can we do to become more resilient through this process? What can we do to see our way through to the other side of this global pandemic? In one piece, good state of mind, good quality of life. How can we start to invest in our physical and mental well-being right now? And really, what is self-care and how can we get started on the journey today? Vicki has been working with leaders across the globe that are struggling to answer some of these exact same questions. And she has some tips, some tools, and some ideas that she'd like to share with us. So without further ado, let's welcome Vicki to the show. Welcome, Vicki. Hey, Lakeisha. So glad to talk to you, especially at this time when we're giving thanks 
and hopefully socially distancing from our families in this weird time. But let's let's talk about how we build resilience today. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that we're talking about this topic. And I know you have been spending a lot of time over the last 11 months helping leaders across the globe navigate this this pandemic, right? This state of chaos and uncertainty, some very powerful and empowering tips and tools and tricks. So I'm excited to have you dive in and talk about some of those things. So maybe tell me what's the the last 11 months been like for you, maybe personally, and really how have you been partnering with leaders through this journey? That's a really interesting way to think about it as a journey, right? How, how are we moving through this? How are we coming and putting, still putting one foot in front of the other and I think that is the, the part that we have to remind ourselves, that even small steps keep us moving and not to get stuck. And I think that's where a lot of the conversations have been, is how do I pick myself up? How do I move forward? How do I continue being intentional and thoughtful about how I do that? Because if we talk about resiliency, there's this wonderful definition from a guy named Tom Wojcik, who worked for the Renewal Group and the Institute for Healthcare Leadership when Mm -hmm. he wrote this, which is, resiliency is the strength required to successfully navigate change. Mm -hmm. It's the ability to successfully master the consequences of change, Mm -hmm. and it's the ability to renew oneself and integrate new learning to become more effective than before. Oh, so I like that to is powerful. Can you, can you say that again? That's just, I'm, I'm just eating that up. It's so powerful. Yeah, he, he does a great job here. The strength required to successfully navigate change. Mm. Resiliency is also the ability to successfully master the consequences of change. And lastly, it's the ability to renew oneself and integrate new learning to become more effective than before. So you look at resiliency as a muscle, and it's one that some of us haven't used very well, or we never really learned how to become more resilient. And when big, bad things happen or things that are complicated or difficult, it's hard for us to adjust. Mm -hmm. and to master what's happening. So we need to really think about what are the practices we can put in place? And they may be thoughts, right? The way we can shift change from being changed to being challenged, right? Here's a challenge that I need to meet. Mm -hmm. It can be practicing self-care, deep self-care, especially in this time when a lot of us are at home And our world is upside down and it feels like we should be working 24 hours a day. It's hard for us to step away from the computer or the Zoom call or whatever it is and really think about ourselves again. And so it's getting over whatever strange guilt or weird feelings you're having about eating healthy, getting enough sleep, listening to music, meditating. Mm-hmm. playing card games with family members, doing things that that feed your soul, whether it's puzzling. Um, I know lots of people have dug out the puzzles and put those together. Writing, reading, creating something, whatever that is, whether it's you know through woodworking or writing maybe your novel that you haven't written or what whatever right. it is, that, that sense of creation, art, 
pens, pencils. I know I yanked out the adult coloring books for a while there because that was helping center and focus me on a task. And then, you know, I got to stick something on the fridge. My kids are old enough now that I don't have a lot of fridge art made by children. (laughs) So I made my own. Right. But think about those things that, that bring you joy or peace and a sense of calm. And if you can bring those things back into your life, the one big thing I noticed, Lakeisha, was I used to have a commute, right? I used to get in my car mm-hmm. and I'd go to work. And I had 25 minutes more or less in my car. And in those mornings, I would listen to music. And when you're not commuting, that was my musical thing for the day, both in the morning and the afternoon. And depending on how my day went, it would be, you know, Highway to Hell by ACDC, or um, (laughs) it would be something a little bit more mellow. But depending on what I needed, right, music was there for me. And I got home and I, I realized about two months into the pandemic, I hadn't been listening to music. And that's a problem for me. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, you know, pull out the Spotify on my phone and make sure that during my dog walks or during my cooking in the kitchen or different activities that I was actively listening to, to music. And so that has helped tremendously for my mood and how I feel. And so I've been talking to a lot of leaders about what did you do before that helped you? Mm-hmm. And what have you forgotten to do? And are you turning off the laptop? I mean, all the way off to give yourself that sense of peace and calm for some hours in the day. And I had to explain to one leader, a vice president, how to put on the do not disturb during 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. So his on the phone. Yeah, on the phone. Yeah. So that he would stop startling awake when people on the other side of the world were sending him messages. And I said, just explain to them that your phone does not ring or do anything between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. And if they need you, they're going to have to call twice to get through. And so I had to explain the features of his phone to him. It was pretty funny. He's like, oh, my goodness, I might get a decent night's sleep. I'm like, yeah, we can't continue to sustain this pace. Everything we're hearing from the doctors and the scientists and all of the the experts is we're in this for at least another six months, right? Even -hmm. even though that vaccine is coming sometime in December, it's going to take a while to get to the average person, right? If you're if yeah. you're older or a healthcare worker, you got something else going on, you might get that vaccine a little earlier. And then the other thing we're hearing is it takes two shots, right? You're not inoculated on the first one, you're probably inoculated on the second one and your body has to have time to actually build up immunity. So I keep telling people, look, Put, put it out further in your mind, right? I got to get all the way to June or July or August before things have some semblance of normalcy. And with that planning, right, it helps us really remember our strengths, our passions, our way of dealing with change and the unexpected, right? How, how mm-hmm. can we move from expecting perfection to actually expecting the unexpected. How do we really change through laying the blame and playing the victim? Oh my God, this is happening and I can't get out of my house, right? Mm -hmm. To Mm -hmm. rising to the challenge and really shifting the way we think each day. You know, 
I could certainly sit here and get really negative and pessimistic. You know that one of my favorite places to be is in front of a classroom teaching and I can't mm-hmm. do that with people and the energy in a room right now. So I'm trying to maximize the positive and minimize the negative. I, I do still teach Love via it. Zoom, right? Um, I'm doing different things in different ways, more interactive polls, more um, deep one-on-ones, more worksheets and workbooks versus those energetic talks that I usually do. So it's learning new ways to communicate and finding new ways to reach those that uh, want to learn new ways of doing business or learn how to be, I teach all sorts of things, new management, different stuff. So it's those kinds of mind shift changes that Mm -hmm. really serve us. And when you're able to do that, you're able to build that resiliency muscle, right? become more resilient. And then we can teach others. It's that uh, old adage, put the oxygen mask on yourself first, make sure that you're not Mm going to pass out and then start helping everybody else. So leaders can help their employees by modeling these resilient behaviors, right? Talk about the fact that, hey, um, um, I went for a run because I needed to burn off some steam and get some exercise or in the middle of the day, you took a music break and, you know, danced in my kitchen or whatever you need to do to continue to bring that energy level up and share your tips and tricks and ways of thinking differently with your employees to help them. Because a lot of them right now are struggling, not only with being at home, but Mm -hmm. Lots of them are having to become teachers and teach their children or become the referee as the two younger ones are trying to kill each other in the living room while you're in the middle of a call, you know, entertainer for the smaller ones, right? You're a daycare provider. You're maybe you have to be the full-time cook. Maybe you were the type of family where you did a lot of takeout and that kind of stuff. And now it's, oh my goodness, I have to think about what to make for dinner. <laughs> you know? well, I'm dating myself, but as you, as you talk, you were talking, I, I got the image that popped into my mind was a Calgon commercial, oh, yes. right? Calgon. <laughs> Take me away. And that's a great I, thing to do. Create a spa yeah. environment for yourself in your bathroom, right? Get some Epsom salt, some bubble bath, whatever it takes. Turn on the music, get some candles and, and, you know, give yourself a spa night if that's what's needed. But those things that we do to care for ourselves, for our soul, for our bodies, Mm -hmm. help us become more resilient because the better rested we are, Mm -hmm. the more we're in connection with our community and uh, talking to those people that, that that feed us in different ways, the better off we're able to handle whatever is going to be thrown our way next, right? I love it. I mean, what I hear you say is that you have to be intentional about self-care, about finding the moments for rest and restoration, prioritizing the health and wellness. Um, Because if we don't, we're going to start to see the visible telltale signs of burnout right? Which can be anxiety, right? Our moods are shifting. We're irritable. We may disengage or, or we're just literally exhausted. And so, you know, you talked about also too, sharing with your teams and the people around you, things that you're doing 
to really take care of yourself. And those are some great examples, right? Kind of find your happy place, whatever that might be, even if it's five minutes throughout the day. I love that. Have you had some of the leaders that you're working with come back and share with you some of the success stories that they've experienced by really just starting to build that resilience muscle and sharing those things within their organizations? Yeah. You know what the, well, and this is just talking to the privilege, right? A lot of them have bought Pelotons, right? And joined the Peloton (laughs) community because it gives them a sense of community. It gives them a sense of control. It's a challenge, right? And it requires a level of commitment. And those are really the four C's of resiliency, right? So if you, if you think about how to regain control, exercise, and exercise with a community. And granted, it's through a screen, right? And through those kinds of things, but that's what's required right now during this time of COVID is that distance, right? Not being all sweaty and in a room together, but actually doing it. So anything you can do like that, right? Whether it's a simple app on your phone where you, you know, map your walk, it can be that light, right? But you're challenging others. Mm-hmm. Lots of us have iWatches or other types of devices that we wear, Fitbits, et cetera. You know, if you mm-hmm. can get jump into that community and join a challenge, that can help you with your commitment and your uh, sense of control. So those four C's are really important to make sure you're thinking about them. Yeah. So repeat, commitment, control. Challenge and community, right? Yeah, I love that. So bringing those four together will help you be Mm -hmm. more resilient. And people are talking about how there's a Facebook group called Music for Mad Times. And Mm. I know a lot of musicians, people who sing or play an instrument, et cetera, who share their music or listen to other people's music, whether it's voice or instrument, on Music for Mad Times. So joining that type of community and sharing that type of restful or engaging activity, something that's not work-related, can be really helpful, right? And I'm the one, you know me, I schedule everything. And so I schedule my downtime, I schedule my dog walks, I I schedule everything. And that gives me back that sense of control as well. And saying no to some people, or or not yet, is a better way to think of it. You know, lots of people want to um, meet with me or have my time. I'm like, not this time, but maybe that time, so that I can protect the time that I've set aside for my family for me, right? And for those more creative pursuits, because we need balance. We need balance during this time more than anything. I love it. I love it. You know, one of the things that you and I talk about all the time is really just kind of releasing our roar, you know, and really embracing, I would say, our our passion, our desires, our goals, and really forging ahead. But, you know, during this pandemic time, right, we're trying to balance so many things. As I said, Calgon, take me away. I've really felt like my roar has turned into a whimper. (laughs) And so I'm like, how can I get my roar back? How can I, you know, bring in roar back, right? It's like bringing sexy back, but how do I bring my roar back, right, to it all? And so, you know, you and I chat a little bit about some things that you you want us to reflect on, right? And really some actions we can take. Maybe resurface some of those things that you you and I chatted around. Yeah. So first of all, I recommend a schedule, right? Schedule everything. Schedule the time you're going to turn that computer on and the time you're going to turn it off. And I'll back out of your office and say goodbye to whatever your office space is, right? (laughs) Until tomorrow, 
you can leave little notes, out of office notes for people saying, I'll be back at 10 a.m., right? So that they know when to expect you or whenever you're going to be back on. Make sure you're exercising. Even if it's squats in your bathroom while you brush your teeth, I don't care what you're doing. Make sure there's some exercise happening. Right now, I can't go to Pilates class because everything's shut down in Oregon, and that's making me a little crazy. So my poor little dog is walking a lot further than he would like right now. But (laughs) think about how to get your heart pumping, move your body, and get it to to do things that will help bring lots of oxygen into your lungs, into your brain, into your muscles. And then music. Music has to be a part of my life. I highly recommend, you know, whatever type of music brings you joy, make sure that's somehow in your day, whether it's while you're making breakfast, whether it's, you know, while you're doing your squats in your bathroom, brushing your teeth. If you feel this need to be hyper uh, productive, that's another one. I also have been spending a lot of time trying out all these different apps on my phone around meditation. So breathing, actually sitting and deep breathing, bringing lots of oxygen in and uh, getting things moving in my body and then being mindful of my breath. So whether that's yoga for you or mindfulness or sitting on a park bench outside in a safe place, just breathing in fresh air, think about your breath because that really Mm -hmm. is life, right? The one I'm failing on is diet. Um, not doing well. I have discovered all sorts of alternate snacks here at home. <laughs> and Amazon is not my friend in this particular regard. Exactly. I'm I've been ordering all sorts of things. So I need to spend a little more intentional time on diet, but that's a really important one, eating well. Yep. The other one I'm, I'm really struggling with, and I think it's just my age, is sleep. Uninterrupted, quiet, calm sleep. We need to do that less screens. I went actually on a social media diet for four months this summer where I turned off my Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever I had. And Mm -hmm. I logged out of everything, turned off some accounts, all that kind of stuff and tried to pick up old fashioned books and spend more time with pens and paper. And so think about how you can reduce your screen time or at least reduce the amount of light that you're getting, whether you wear the funny glasses or change the settings on your phone so that you're getting less of, I think it's the harmful blue light, right? Mm -hmm. That keeps you from sleeping. And then the last one is education, making sure we're learning, learning things from others, learning things on our own, through our own research, that type of thing. But I've been taking lots of classes, reading lots of different things, trying to continuously grow my skill set. And when you bring that back in, I don't know, I, I think it challenges us and allows us to really find and remember our strengths and passions and mm-hmm. uh, put those to use again, right? Because you don't want to be hiding in your shell all the time. That's not healthy, mm-hmm. healthy, right? You want to come out and strengthen those connections with your community, whether it's, you know, happy hours or my little team. We used to, when we were in the office, go for coffee whenever people could. Nine o'clock in the morning, we'd all go down and get a coffee, whoever was available. Well, we have modeled that now uh, online and we, we drink coffee together, whoever's available at nine o'clock in the morning, every day of the week. 
I love that, Ricky. That's so awesome. And it's good because we talk about all sorts of crazy things, just like we would if we were in the office. You know, we share our pets, our kids, um, whatever's going on. Try to bring back that sense of normalcy, which has been really helpful for all of us. And there's the four R's as well. And I know how you love these. So I'm going to give you another one, right? As we think about, (laughs) we don't want to be burned out, freaking out or spinning out, right? Those are the, the things that could happen during this time. So instead, I want you to focus on restoring, renewing, refreshing, and recovering. Mm. Yeah, those are those are four good ones. Restore, renew, refresh, recover. And if you can think about how to help others do that, that's good too. So if you see one of your employees has been working way too hard and way too long, encourage them to take a couple days off. Send them a Grubhub gift certificate and say, hey, why don't you and your family order dinner in? Right. So no one has to think about, oh my God, what's for dinner? <laughs> do I have exactly. food in the house? Or do I have to figure out how to bring food in? But think about how to help yourself and help others uh, practice those four R's. And that is a really nice thing to do for your employees as well. You know, and if they've met a milestone, give them a couple extra days off so that they can spend that time thinking. Maybe give them a gift certificate to an online class thing where they can learn something new. Provide them with those opportunities to find new challenges, learn new things, restore. I just did a class on one of these uh, assessments for a bunch of executives at Intel. And they sent me a little gift basket and it was what to basically eat with your wine. So it was cheese, crackers and honey and honey, right? Came in, came in the mail to my house. What a wonderful thing I could share with my, my partner and my my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And spend a little time reflecting on what I'd given them. And they gave me the gift of some relaxation and and food, which like I said, diet's still a problem, but that's okay. (laughs) It it was thoughtful and it was, it was really a way to engage me and show me that I had made a difference for them. So thinking about the things that you can do for those around you, right? Things that are socially distanced, but also Mm -hmm. very much appreciated. Wow. I love that. I love that. I mean, your point. I think we just have to find the opportunity. The way the way you reframed it, I'm going to repeat, restore, renew, refresh, and recover, right? Those are four R's that we can remember. And it's all about taking care of ourselves and, you know, you know, focusing on us. And then to your point, focusing on, on others. And we've been trying to do in our work environment, trying to cultivate a very positive, emotionally supportive work environment, creating space for people to articulate what's happening with them. Uh, and, and providing that support and providing the, the self-care packages, right? Sending the, the packages of healthy snacks at home or, you know, we're getting ready to do a virtual wine tour before the holidays with our team members. But it is so important now, I think, to be intentional, not only with our own self-care habits, but creating the space for our team to know, teams to know that we care about them. We want to support them through this process, right? And you're right. I love acronyms, right? It's like, how do we rise through this pandemic, right? I think it's, I see that as reframing your interpretations of what's happening. And then I'll have you talk about something you shared a little bit earlier around uh, the storm and really focusing on being in the eye versus on the fringes. I mean, really how we're looking at it. Identify what you can control. That's what you talked about earlier, right? Here's what's in my span of control. Here's what's not. 
and be comfortable with that. And then you talked about community, seeking support. We absolutely all need support through this pandemic, whether it's new tips and, and, and tricks to help with homeschooling our kids or, you know, to your point, how can I uh, find 10 minutes of quiet time on an app? You know, what do you recommend? And just really just kind of embrace the challenges and be open to the failures because we're not going to get it all right during this time frame, And that's okay. We're bringing our best selves to the table in spite of all the things that are happening around us. So I think with that, we can rise to the challenge of this pandemic by restoring, renewing, refreshing, and recovering, making sure that we keep those four hours in front of us. But talk a little bit about, you made a great analogy of, of this pandemic comparing it to a storm. Say more about that and how we can approach our, our mindset in that space. Absolutely. So you've heard that old expression, being in fight, flight, or freeze, right? You sit there and you're like trying to respond, figuring out what, what you're going to do. Instead of thinking about that fight, flight, or freeze, you know, think about finding that center right? And getting in the middle so you can actually ascertain what's going on around you. And if you're able to do that, instead of getting really negative and pessimistic about what's going on, really try to pull out what's positive, right? Right now, this time of Thanksgiving is a great time to think about what we're grateful for, right? And maximize those positive things. These are the great things that happened this year or within the last six months. And then minimize the negative. And I'm not saying we need to forget it, but if we can put it further away from us and really focus on those positive things, it's going to help our mindset. And then a lot of people may have given up on doing anything or and I know quite a few of these, the people who try to control everything, right? They're completely freaking out. So every little detail is trying to latch it down. And you've seen these people. But what we have to do is go back to what's in our control, what mm-hmm. we can influence, and what we just need to let go. Let go of that, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not serving you, you need to let go. And You may have felt like through this, you've lost all sense of purpose and meaning. I just met with Mm -hmm. a client last week who really cannot figure out why she's in the job she's in, why she's doing what she's doing. And, you know, the only thing she can see is the exit door with the the glaring, you know, only hit an emergency or the alarms are glow off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the fact that right now she's got herself in a building downstairs in a basement in like a corridor that only has an exit door that says, you know, hit in case of emergency. And I said, look, you need to come back to the atrium, to the main floor, and we need to get you connected to other people and talking to people so that you can reconnect with the meaning and purpose of your life, of your particular career. And We need to find those people that can show you alternate ways to move through the building, right? Mm -hmm. And for her, and I think this is common in a lot of people her age right now, is she can't connect her work to a higher purpose. She's she's Mm -hmm. looking for that. And so I found um, seven people in my network, you know how I am, (laughs) who all work on things that have much bigger meaning when put together with other people's work, right? Conflict-free supply 
chains, right? Yes. Doing work, creating, what do you call them? 3D printed hands for kids that have are missing limbs. Yes. All of the people who do such amazing work every day, either supporting the medical field or supporting people, right? Maybe those that are working on sustainability, right? How do we better use sun and wind, which we have in abundance instead of fossil fuels? But if she can then apply her engineering degree and what she does every day to something with a higher purpose, that will bring her back, right? And build the resiliency that is needed. So we talked a lot about that. We could also learn nothing from history and doom ourselves to repeat it. And we had a pandemic before. How many people have actually sat down and looked to see how people got through this in 1918 by wearing masks, by, you know, teaching kids in outdoor classrooms, by all the things that we're seeing can we can we learn from that history and, and grow and learn through the adversity that we are um, going through right now? So those are the things that can help us in that middle, right? Get us away from that victimhood, from blaming others or blaming, you know, the government or, or whoever it is. And instead of rising to the challenge, there's a great little Instagram story about this guy named Max here at Intel who realized in his small community how many kids were suffering without a desk or a place to actually do their schoolwork. Mm -hmm. And he jumped on his computer and during the day he's an engineer, but at night he takes one piece of plywood and makes two desks out of it and delivers it to kids in the community who need it here in Oregon. I love that. Talk about kindness and being an asset to your community, which is what you're talking about. Max is saying, it costs nothing to be kind. A small act of kindness can go a long way. And he wants his community to continue to thrive. He cares about the yeah, kids. Yeah, and how he also awesome cares about that? the environment because he actually figured out how to cut one piece of plywood for two desks with no leftovers. So I, I love that he employed all the things that is are important to him, right? Sustainability, community, learning, growth, and his love of woodworking, right? Which is his uh, his spare thing that he does, right? To keep himself centered and growing. He does that outside of work. That's his hobby. That's what feeds his soul. And for anybody who's interested, just go to the We Are Intel page and you can figure out how to help him out too. He's been getting a little bit of money to help continue to keep him in supplies so he can continue to donate these desks to kids in need. So that's been pretty awesome. But think about those things. How do you get involved? And I know during all of the social unrest that we had this summer and all of the things that we're doing, I have lots of friends now who are getting really involved and and helping and finding ways. And it can be as simple as writing a check to the right charity or as complicated as figuring out how to get involved on the ground, right? Boots on the ground. But find what works for you to help you think beyond yourself, right? And get re-engaged with your community. And those things will make you more resilient. All of those practices. Look for meaning and purpose. Find those ways. Celebrate small victories and wins. Be kind to yourself. And, you know, everything that I've taken away from what you've said today is, you know, although the COVID-19 road is long, right, it can still be navigated. And it can be navigated in a way that we can walk out becoming more resilient, more healthy. (laughs) If I stop buying snacks from, you know, Amazon, 
that that will definitely be something that happens. Maybe I could be healthy. I, I physically, I'm, you know, very strong. Pilates is saving me, but oh my God, the snacks, right? Too many options. Well, I know we're so close to our fridge. I think we're everyone uh, is finding ways, including myself, to just kind of minimize. I would say the the sweet stuff, but focus on the good, healthy snacks, some really good fruits and vegetables and less snacks. Oh, and to me, it's and all the salty stuff and anything with uh, sriracha sauce, right? Or, or hot sauce. Uh, yeah, that's my okay. problem. So yeah, I, I just need some, yeah. uh, um, Alexa to renege on ordering things for me. Just say, no, Vicky, or, at least put me oh, through like a couple okay. extra pieces before I'm allowed to order it, right? Are exactly. you sure? Or go step on your scale first. I don't know. Something like that. You know, and I did buy a new scale. I'll tell you, Vicky. That one, I did. I'm telling you from Amazon. It is absolutely mean. And it's. I think it's called the Rin. I'm going to tell you exactly what it's called. And it is, I tell you, it is no joke. And it is helping me back away from the things that I absolutely love. It's called the Rinfo. And it measures weight, BMI, body fat. Subcutaneous fat, visceral stuff. fat, Vicky, mean. bone mass. <laughs> exactly. And when I, I said, oh my gosh, okay, this was exactly what I needed to kind of get myself back together. Well, I have to um, be honest. I, love, I have a FitTrack Pro scale that does all the same nasty stuff. And I just, oh, I yes. look at it and go, no, uh-uh, not yes. today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it because I, mm, I, that is too much information for me today. I do not, not today. <laughs> Instead, I think I'm going to crawl, crawl into my tub with my Epsom salts and my bubble bath and my iPad, right? You know? <laughs> and I love that. And I'm doing more of that. You know, I bought more than my fair share of bath bombs and, and, and shower tablets. But it's, it's those little things, right? It's, you know, it could be five, 10 minutes or it could be a 20, 30 minute soap. But what's most important is what you said before. Um, reflecting on what brings us joy, what brings us peace, what brings us happiness and relaxation, given that we are in a Calgon moment. It seems like every moment of the day. So this has been super helpful and super beneficial for me. And I know my listeners are going to really, really enjoy all that you've shared and really around how we bring that roar back. Um, I appreciate that because I'm like, okay, this whimper is not me. I'm, you know, where's that lion yeah, roar? We'll find it. We'll find it. <laughs> and trying to find ways to bring it back. The most important thing I can leave you with is grace. Give yourself grace. Give others grace. This is unprecedented. This is crazy, right? This is insane. I never expected to be in my house (laughs) this many months away from a classroom, away from teaching and seeing people in the hallways, in the cafeteria, those chance encounters. Oh, wow. wow, I miss all of that. But we're going to get there and we need to be patient. And we need to listen to all of the experts and make sure we're being safe so that we all come together out the other side, right? All, all together That's now, right? Coming out of this tunnel soon. That's right. Hopefully. Back into yep. the light, back, back out where we can be together and do the things that we love. Whether that's um, me and my daughter right now, the only thing we want to do is go to a concert. That is our thing that we do together, music, right? Mm -hmm. The nice thing about music is it's not something I'm good at. It's just something I deeply enjoy. And so we were supposed to go to, I don't know, 14 concerts that all got, you know, canceled. And so 
that's what I'm missing. But in order for us to do that together, we all need to be mindful and healthy and resilient. Absolutely. Well, I tell you, it's been an absolute joy as always. And thank you so much, beautiful, for taking the time to share with us exactly what we can do to come out of this pandemic healthy, wealthy and wise, so to speak, uh, with the tips that you've shared. So wishing you and your family a wonderful Thanksgiving and let's get together soon when we can. All right, you got it. Take care, Lakeisha. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Roar. Tune in next time for more awesome talks with people at the top. Don't forget to subscribe and share so you're the first to know when our newest episodes are available. Until next time, 